Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is our continuing Tribeca Film Festival coverage, and this is our review of Untogether. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. In this episode, we are talking about a little film called Untogether. It is now 3.43 in the a.m., we are getting very delirious, so we're going to jump right into this episode without hesitation. So let's do that now. <laughs> All right, so the film Untogether is a story that centers around two sisters um, who live together. They're not untogether, they are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of about their their relationship experience, the people they are currently seeing and what they see in them. It's sort of a... A story about uh, what you desire and the people that you choose to put in your life. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, that's I, that's a nice generic. I think I think that's roughly what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> unless I had misunderstood the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Untogether? I'm having a real hard time figuring out what I thought of Untogether. I think. So in our last review of uh, Disobedience, you talked about how no moment on its own was very good, but it built up to a thing which was very complex and yeah. interesting. Are you going to say this is the opposite of I that? I think Untogether it, is the opposite of that. It is exactly the opposite of that. Untogether has many great moments standalone, some of them comedic, some of them kind of insightful little ticks into how people operate in relationships, some of them just entertaining situations that characters find themselves in. And I don't have a goddamn clue what it adds up to. Um, I don't know if I care that much what it adds up to. It was an enjoyable time spent watching it, but I found it to be a very... It's different from anything else I saw at this festival in that I have no idea what the thesis is or what the impetus was to to make this movie. Um, So the people who are fun to watch, I think... So Lola and Jemima Kirk play sisters here. Lola, Shocker. yeah, Lo- Lola is um, a person who works at like a health spa. Yeah, a health spa, and she's dating Ben Mendelsohn's character, who is kind of a former rock star, now yeah. a guy who just hangs out. Yeah, um, he, he he works as a painter yeah that- yeah i think so <laughs> I love- <laughs> this movie made a big impression on us you guys um, <laughs> no, i was just like oh no i was like i i wanted i didn't know the, like what a career painter person what they're just called a painter right yeah yeah they're like, called a painter yeah sorry i don't i have no idea why at three forty-five and they am that didn't sound like a job title. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Jemima Kirk lives in a treehouse out back from their house, I believe. Um, I, I think I think that's where she lives. Yeah, she's a free spirit. Yeah, and, and so she is a former writer, slash maybe current writer, but she's had writer's block, so she hasn't made anything in a while. Uh, she is now sober, but there are heavy allusions to a rockier past in her history. Uh, Lola and Jemima's father was also a rock star, I believe, or at least a, someone who went on tour a lot and behaved very badly to the older sister and not so badly to the younger sister. Um, Lola meets Billy Crystal, a rabbi, <laughs> and starts attending uh, his synagogue uh, out of a hope to get closer to her father, I think is the stated 
desire. And Jemima dates Jamie Dorden is kind of this hunky writer. He's a doctor. And a doctor. Who happens to have written a book. Yeah. Yeah, who wrote a memoir about his time in the war, who doesn't want to settle down. He doesn't want to guarantee that he'll call her the next day, but he's really sexy and yeah. Jemima Kirk loves in this film he doesn't have a weird sex dungeon yeah <laughs> yeah and if it sounds like all I'm doing is listing random facts it's because that is this movie this movie is just a bunch of random facts it it doesn't feel like a movie to be honest it just feels like a collage of pleasant whimsical things some of which are meditating on how two people might interact in a relationship, some of which aren't. Like, a, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird movie. I thought it, it was not without its charms. I, I thought it was charming and enjoyable to watch. Um, I liked Ben Mendelsohn in particular, just kind of... I don't know if this is against type for him, but I've never seen him play just a normal guy that seems a lot like himself <laughs> as an actor yeah. uh, who is like fairly gentle fairly funny um he sings a song on stage at one point in this movie which i didn't think i would ever live to see the day where uh, ben Mendelssohn would sing an ockerville river song um yeah i don't know it's just i don't even know what to say about this movie save me save <laughs> save me <laughs> I, please so i don't know that i can save you i mean it was, it was funny when you started like i didn't even let you finish your sentence because i was like are you going to say this? Because that's how I feel. Like, it, it's it's a film that, like, I don't know what it adds up to, as you said, but all of its, like, constituent parts are incredibly entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, it, it is a film about messy people and their messy lives and how they, at some point in times, are happy with their messy lives but strive for something more than what they have. Um, it's about when you strive for something and receive it, how you'll need to strive for something more and receive that later. Otherwise, the one achievement that you have is not worth anything. It's about what you do to maybe get that achievement. It's it's about a series of people who don't treat themselves or others necessarily as good as either pairing of those people deserve mm-hmm. It is, it is, yeah, I, I, it's a film about a lot of different things and all of those things work unlike Zoe yeah. where it's like trying to just jam together a bunch of ideas for some reason in sci-fi that doesn't really work out too well when you just jam every sci-fi concept ever together. Um, for some reason though, untogether, um, which is maybe the narrative threads are untogether. Maybe that's the secret message of the film. Yeah. Um, but I think that. It is, as you said, it's an incredibly charming film. If you didn't like it, I would never be able to justify to you why I think you should like it or why anybody else on the planet would like it. All I can say is that I was very entertained by it and I cared about most of the characters. Even the characters you don't necessarily care about, you still feel for them and and their experiences. So what I found interesting is I care about the characters, but... I found they behaved rather erratically. Like I didn't caring about them didn't mean I followed their motivation or really understood why they made the decisions that they made. I they were just well fleshed out enough to like see them react to the situation that they had caused and feel some sort of empathy for it. Yeah, like I I want good things to happen to them. 
I don't necessarily think they deserve those happy things to happen to them based on their own choices and actions, but I care that they're okay eventually. <laughs> like it's, it's a thing. I don't know. It, it's you much like they are all striving for something you strive for them to at least be all right. Um, right. yeah, I, I don't, it's, it's a very peculiar film that has a lot of heart and doesn't necessarily know what to do with it other than share it with you. So did you ever see you and me and everyone we know? I did not. Okay. That was a, a movie uh, written by Miranda July, who likes to write um, kind of very whimsical short stories that are about relationships, usually with some odd thing happening in the middle of the story. And there's no real thread that ties it together. It, it's almost like a indie version of Portlandia. Okay. It's like <laughs> little vignettes of like kind of whimsical or funny things that happen. And it isn't clear what it's building. And this movie rem reminded me a lot of that, where it was, it was charming and kind of like color by numbers, like maybe trying too hard, but the charms overcame that like in spite of the fact that I don't think the arcs of this movie are like anything special, really. I, I mean, it's telling that I had so much trouble even remembering what the plot of this movie was when I was yeah. going back to discuss it because I couldn't even remember what is a spoiler and what isn't because it, it just all kind of blends together in a series of like disjointed scenes. Yeah, but I feel like the film... Like imagine the seagull if the points on whatever geometric shape that is didn't actually connect. They were just floating points. And that's sort of what this film is. You and, just blew and, my mind. <laughs> like, it, it's it's the equivalent of an ensemble piece where there is no one main character. And in any one, if you draw a connection between two dots, the rest of the characters are just peripheral characters. And those two characters are the people you're really following. But their lives literally intersect and that they share physical space in 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 both time and space <laughs> mm -hmm. um and i think that like there there is no through line other than there's no through line in life like these are just this is them experiencing their things independently of each other but still sharing the experience with each other because there's so much crossover um yeah, and you, you feel like Ben Mendelsohn is an, an older man who used to be a rock star, could probably get chicks whatever he wants, and now he has this younger girlfriend who he genuinely cares about and just wants her to do well. He wants to settle down, and he wants, but like he still wants a part. Like he wants to, he's not happy just being a painter and having like a a girlfriend half his age. So he like he enjoys their relationship. He wants to be super relationship. He wants to be a couple. He's not too cool for couplehood. He like wants to be a couple, mm -hmm. but he also wants to just be up on stage and feel that again. And if he can get that once a week moving forward, he wants to do that too. But like he, I don't know. There's yeah, everybody wants something and they're not yeah. quite satisfied. So here's what was interesting to me is. The person I, going into this film, was most excited to see wound up being the m most incomprehensible character to me, which is Lola Kirks, who is 
or if there is a protagonist, I think she is it in this movie. Actually, no, I think Jemima Kirk has more of a heavy storyline. Yeah, um, I, I think most of the time we spend with her, yeah. she's the one who has is trying to get her shit together right. and is struggling to manage the things she strives for and the things she could have and the things she sees in other people. Yeah, so the the weird thing about Lola's arc is she makes decisions that I don't understand. Like, I don't really know what she wants that she is lacking or what her actions are doing to get her the thing she wants. I, di- I, I didn't understand her arc at all, whereas the person I was probably least anticipating a great performance from was Billy Crystal because modern day Billy Crystal, like who the hell expects him to be good in a movie. And I thought here he actually like showed a lot of pathos and he had this kind of older wizened, I'm still funny, but I'm a lot of other things on the side yeah. character that, I, that totally worked for this movie. To me, he was the biggest revelation. It, it, it was just a weird movie where like the, the side characters often seemed more compelling than the like quote protagonist did. Yeah, no, that that is true, and like, um, I think for me, Jemima Kirk was the person I latched onto because she's the new person for me. I'm not really familiar with her um, her work. Everyone else, I'm at least so. Girls is probably the the highest profile thing that she was a part of. A thing that I did not watch, <laughs> um, but so like, she is the most interesting person because i have an idea of who the other people are and she is training me on what i should think she is plus she's arguably the most messy from the standpoint of like what she's trying to get into what she's trying to avoid what how she's trying to accelerate her own career and what she's spending time as a distraction away from that i think she is the closest to an audience surrogate though in that you do see a lot of things through her eyes and you see things as being funny or weird in the way that she would see them being funny or weird. Like she tends to be the character that at least I related to the most in the way that she reacts to the situations around her. Are you saying she's the shiniest, happiest people? She's the shiniest, happiest person. (laughs) Nice. That joke's real funny for people who saw this movie. Oh, you're going (laughs) to, you're going to laugh until you cry. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like we've just, I mean, I I feel like our review thus far has been equivalent to watching the film. It's just like a lot of stuff that you don't know how to reconcile. I don't want this anymore. You take it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what more to say. Me neither. Um, yeah. So should we... Just call it a... I think, uh, yeah, I think we should just call it. I don't know how to unpack this movie. I'm really excited to see what happens when or if it goes wide so I can learn from someone else what the movie is about. (laughs) Because I honestly have no idea. Yeah. I don't either. (laughs) Cool. So let's get to a verdict for this film. This is a nebulous review. It may result in nebulous uh, verdict. Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, a record of the caveat, 
<laughs> wait for rental. A pass with a caviar or a must avoid. What would you give it? I'm just splitting the difference between all possible feelings I might have in going wait for rental. I I thought this movie was charming. I also think it doesn't really do anything. I don't think it's slice of life either. I don't know what it is. It's just playful vignettes that, depending on your mood, you'll either be really into or not into remotely. And lucky for me, the vibe I was having that day was being fairly into it. But honest to God, in retrospect, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. But rental, whatever. If it's on Netflix, it's not not going to be nice. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I will just go with the rating that I gave it in the uh, the app where you can vote for an audience award choice thing. I gave it four stars. Um, so I'm going to say this is a recommend with a caveat. The caveat being this movie might not be good. <laughs> um, no, but in all in all seriousness, I, it's it's a film that is very hard to describe why you should see it and maybe it's just something that you shouldn't um but it but it, <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it without sounding super negative <laughs> yeah I, I it's just it's a film that i was wildly entertained in a way that i can't really put to words um i cared for characters even characters that make bad decisions um I wanted to see people work things out when maybe they're not the best for each other. There's there's something there's something uh endearing about people who both realize that they are messy wanting to stay or be together knowing that they can both be messy if there's some common thread where they do something for each other that like helps keep them less messy or or helps them like have something that's sweet in life (laughs) um and yeah there's just something endearing about this film and it's entertaining so it's an endearing little movie that i might hate if i watched a second time (laughs) yeah no that's that's very possible uh, this film might might have also gotten the bump from following Zoe. So did this have... Do you remember, did anyone during the Q&A after this movie ask anything relating to the movie? Because I don't... I don't, rem, like, I don't remember any conversation about what the movie is about at all. Like, it, it's just such an odd film. I have no idea how the audience felt about it. There, A lot of people were praising Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, for his portrayal of his character. Let's be honest, though. They just wanted to get Billy Crystal to talk into the microphone. Probably. Um, but they also... I feel like there was also a lot of conversation about the um, the sisters playing sisters and also, like... It is 4.04 in the morning now on a Tuesday... What do you say we give this the old outro treatment? That sounds good to me, Stephen. <laughs> um, Stephen Miller, the people who have survived this episode and they want to find you throughout the week, where is it that they may do that? They can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. You're welcome. <laughs>
<laughs> People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will likely be the song that Ben Mendelsohn does a not cover, I'm doing air quotes right now, of um, at the end of the film. Um, so hopefully you are enjoying that right now. We are going to desperately run away and try to go to sleep as it's already after 4 a.m. So wish us the best of luck. Hopefully you are enjoying these episodes. Some more than we <laughs> Sorry about this episode. Um, if this is your first episode, just go back in the feed a little bit and find something better. <laughs> there are so many better ones like Aloha and uh, the Homesman. <laughs>